Welcome to Big Fish Small Pod. I'm A.T. Werdahl, your host here at the Fish Stripes Podcast Network every Wednesday and Friday. I'm here to catch you up on yesterday, give you the latest in Fish Stripes coverage of the Miami Marlins season, and in a word, really, for those of you who want just a word, yesterday was about potential. I'd argue there's a lot more to it than that. Potential kind of just is a thing, and it's not the point. Um, you can see it in things. Obviously, it's not everyone who can throw a 95 mile an hour changeup like Garrett Cole or hit 100 in the ninth inning of a start. Few can do it, and even few are doing it. And even fewer are doing it sustainably and consistently and over a long time. Baseball's weird. Off days are weirder. And yesterday, Miami Marlins broke ground on a new 35-acre baseball academy in the Dominican Republic. As their international effort continues, renderings and specifications were released via Marlins Media on Beyond the Bases, as the Marlins continue their effort to filter in talent to their organization. As now talent in the Dominican Republic can look towards this Marlins Academy with their family and see a future in South Florida in baseball. As the Academy opens in the coming years, students will both have their education requirement and baseball requirements met. In the actual developmental leagues over stateside, the Jupiter Hammerheads got to work. Uh, after defense let him down last week, 2020 second round pick Dax Fulton got back at it. And through two innings, he'd allowed just a single to go with five strikeouts to start the game. In the third, after walking the leadoff batter with pitches far outside the zone, a double got the Mets in business against Dax, who then walked the next batter with pitches well inside, and the bases were loaded. Runners scored on a force out and a sack fly, fairly weak contact, before Dax picked off the runner at first to end the inning showing great composure between batters after control issues loaded the bases. Davi Rosaria responded for the Hammerheads in the bottom of the third with the leadoff single as the offense scored two to tie the game. With more wildness from the 19-year-old Dax as he walked Jalen Palmer, who then stole second and then scored on a single, the Mets manufactured a run against Fulton and his night was over after the four innings, allowing three earned runs on three hits. There's three walks and five strikeouts. Big Fish Small Pod is brought to you by 305 Candles. Get 10% off your entire order at 305candles.com with discount code FISHSTRIPES. In Peoria, the Snappers sent out fellow 2020 draftee Zach McCambly, the 22-year-old playing in high A, who had an enviable line with seven innings pitched, nine strikeouts, zero walks, well, four hits did score two runs against the game winner. They didn't get much going against Zach. The middle of the snappier order got it done for Beloit as Cam Meisner, Troy Johnson, and Griffin Conan combined for seven hits, three runs, and three earned runs batted in. As the six-run fifth inning won the game for Beloit, five consecutive two-out hits culminated in a bases-clearing double for the 24-year-old Dominican Marcos Rivera. In the upper minors, Max Meyer was wild for the Blue Wahoos. 
in an almost startling start. Just a short four inning start. Again, another one of those for these 2020 draftees. Again, it's this is their first season in the pros. Absolutely no hard feelings about it. Uh, Max Meyer last night was nearly unhittable with his stuff as he allowed just one hit, but he counterbalanced his six strikeouts with a whopping seven walks and a hit by pitch. Just w wild night. <laughs> Dylan Bice did successfully piggyback the start with three shutout innings and the Blue Wahoo offense regularly scored runs as J.J. Bladé set a career high with three RBIs behind two singles that scored runs. Uh, the team scored five as the offense went four for 15 with runners in scoring position. A high number of runners in scoring position thanks to stray doubles. Uh, five doubles for the team as a whole. And the Blue Wahoos made solid contact, one five to three. In Charlotte, the 28-year-old Eric Stout made his first start for the Jumbo Shrimp and seemed beat as two early count solo shots in the second put the shrimp behind. The Jumbo Shrimp battled back to score two in the second on a sack fly and a Zach Zerner single, but in Eric Stout's third inning, he allowed another two home runs, this time interspersing walks and a single, putting men on and ultimately becoming the losing pitcher as Stout pitched four innings allowing seven runs on four walks, four home runs, and collecting five strikeouts. Preston Guillerme followed and made the Knights look fallible with five strikeouts in two innings, but it was too late for the Shrimp, as a seventh inning home run for Bryson Brickman was the only punch the Shrimp had left for June 17th. As the probable next man up behind Devin Marrero, Bryson Brickman has hit to start 2021 with 112 at-bats. He has 37 hits, three home runs, 12 runs batted in for a triple slash line of 330, batting average 392 on-base percentage for an overall OPS of 910. Solid hitting for the former Seattle Mariner third round pick, who's currently 25 and possibly poised to make the jump to the major leagues. As the Miami Marlins themselves arrived in Chicago around midday, Miguel Rojas was with them. As this Friday at Wrigley Field, they'll be playing together, Miguel Rojas and his team, for the first time since May 27th. Miguel Rojas's absence from the field has coincided with an atrocious stretch on the road, as the Marlins have been, in Don Mattingly words, throttled to a record of 1-11 since Miggy's finger injury. It's an unignorable coincidence because it's Miguel Rojas as a sort of emotional leader for the Marlins as both the longest tenured player and a legitimate standout major league player that has developed at the major league level and gone from backup to standout at shortstop. Helping the supposed bottom feeders rise to last year's National League Divisional Series. The Marlins will face the Chicago Cubs for the first time since that 2020 playoff year with the wildcard series in Chicago. The Marlins held a seemingly over-the-hump Cubs offense to just two runs in two games as the Marlins swept behind Sixto Sanchez and Sandy Alcantara. 
As the Cubs now sit 38 and 30, the window might still be wide open for the 2016 World Series winners. Nicole Cahill will have a series preview up on Fish Stripes. Zach Davies will get the start for the Cubs, while the Marlins have not yet named a starter. We know there's a roster move coming with Miguel Rojas coming back from the IL. And the likely starting pitcher, if we had to guess at this point, would be Zach Thompson. That's it for now on the podcast. As always, I've been A.T. Wardall. On the Podcast Network, we'll be back with you on Monday. And until then, you can catch up with the latest at Fish Stripes.